0: My Govanen. Welcome to the Tolkien Lore Channel. I'm the Tolkien Geek, and in this video, I'm going to talk about something that most people don't know anymore. Uh, Something that unless you read an old edition of The Hobbit, probably published in the 40s or, or maybe the early 50s, you wouldn't know unless you ran across it in trivia or one of the other works that talks about Tolkien's works. And that's the fact that Tolkien was the original retcon artist those of you who don't know, retcon is a term that usually gets used in comics. It's a short term for retroactive continuity. It basically means you take back a lot of stuff that happened and then reinsert a new storyline. And what I mean here is Tolkien actually rewrote the fifth chapter of The Hobbit, which is the riddles in the dark chapter, to account for some of the storyline that happens in The Lord of the Rings. And the reasons he did that and what the original story was is the subject of this video. So let's get started. So as we all know now, the real story of what happened in The Hobbit is that Smeagol, Gollum, wanted to kill Bilbo because he wanted to eat him mainly, uh, and very grudgingly agreed to a game where if he won, he would get to eat Bilbo, but if Bilbo won, he would show him the way out. That's the real story, right? So. We know this is part of the Lord of the Rings story, even if you didn't read The Hobbit, but you also know that from The Lord of the Rings that Bilbo kind of lied about some of the things because he didn't want to tell anybody about the ring, and he wanted to take most of the credit for himself, and that sort of thing. So you pick up little hints of that in The Lord of the Rings. But originally, when The Hobbit came out, it was a little less grim, which makes sense for a children's book, and it, the story was a lot more, um, actually less even believable. Tolkien even later said that the, the later version that he wrote, which is the one that you can find in modern editions, makes a little more psychological sense, too. In the original version, Smeagol Gollum was actually not out to kill Bilbo, or at least not, not in the same way. I mean, he, he wasn't going to be that nasty about it. Uh, he actually was going to hold his end of the bargain at the end of the riddle game and show Bilbo the way out, except that wasn't actually the original agreement. The original agreement was that Gollum would give Bilbo a present, and the present was actually the ring. So, only when he found out that, oops, I actually don't have the ring, I'm sorry, he was very apologetic about it, he agreed to take Bilbo out as an alternative prize for winning the riddle game. So the story is definitely a little bit different Gollum is a much nicer less vindictive less obsessive individual in the original telling of the story because at the time there was no real you know when when tolkien wrote it there was no lord of the rings there was no hint that the ring was the one ring and it had you know really malevolent properties attached to it and so there was no real need for it to be that way and the the storyline, therefore, was, you know, a lot more straightforward. You didn't have to have Gollum be this mean, ugly thing. I mean, he still wasn't a nice thing. I mean, let's face it, he was living underground and living probably off of goblins and fish all the time. So, but regardless, the point is, in the original story, uh, Gollum was actually going to hold on, hold to the end of his bargain, his end of the bargain, and show Bilbo the way out when he realized that he didn't, have the ring to give him as a present so the very fact that he would have given it to him as a present obviously doesn't work with the later story we find in the Lord of the Rings so it had to be kind of retconned by Tolkien and that's you know essentially what he ended up doing as he got through the point of Lord of the Rings where he had decided that the ring was going to be this thing the publishers obviously realized this doesn't really fit and Tolkien realized it doesn't really fit so he was like well you could rewrite this chapter and make it a little different, and that presented problems of its own, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but the main point here is he had to rewrite the story or find a, a, a real story underneath the story that Bilbo wrote, because Bilbo is actually the supposed author of The Hobbit, you know, the, the tale there and back again is his memoirs, he had to find an underlying story that was below the facade that Bilbo put up in The Hobbit. So that's why it had to change, and that's kind of why the original story was there. Now let's talk a little bit about how he changed it and how he managed to pull it off without being just awkward. Most of us, of course, know that as the new story goes, what actually happens is Gollum wants to kill him the whole time. He never really intends to uphold his end of the bargain And, of course, the Ring is going to be his means of killing Bilbo without really risking getting hurt. And we also know that Gollum really hates him for it and all that. We also know that in The Lord of the Rings, Gandalf realizes that a lot of what Bilbo had told anybody was false and that he had finally kind of forced out of Bilbo a little bit of a true confession. You get more of this in the book than you do in the movie. Um... The movie, it kind of skims over a lot of this. It's only in the book that you really get a fuller-fledged idea of what really went down and how Gandalf learned the truth. So, But the main point is, either way, book or movie, you realize that Gandalf knows that there's something going on that's not the same as the story as Tolkien originally wrote it. And that's important because he has to change this story, and it has to change in a way that fits uh, the 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 way that the ring actually acts. And so that's why he has to turn Gollum into somebody who's definitely not willing to give up the ring and really not willing to let Bilbo go. Uh, and so he has to change all these different things to fit what, you know, in, in light of the new story in Lord of the Rings, really makes more sense. So he changes a lot of things... Other beyond just the fact that Gollum you know told uh different had a different arrangement and ended up doing different things, he also changes the fact that you know what Bilbo told the dwarves and why he changes a lot of the psychological motivation there and beyond the fact that Bilbo didn't want to reveal the ring he also you know we now have the element of because it's the one ring he doesn't want to tell anybody about the ring we also have the idea that um The idea comes in that the story that Bilbo told about the ring being a present from Gollum was part of the ring's malevolence at work because he was trying, he was already kind of copying Gollum, and copying Gollum in the sense that Gollum himself claimed that he got it as a present when in fact he killed somebody for it. So you get all these little changes that really kind of fit the new dynamic a lot better, but. Um, the interesting thing about it is, how do you account for the other story, and how do you account for it without it being, you know, a, a really strange shift? Because now you've got these older editions of The Hobbit with the old story, and now you have newer editions that are telling the new story that are based on what Gandalf found out from him in The Lord of the Rings, or somewhere between the two stories. So... How do you accomplish that? Well, one way that he accomplished that is in addition to just changing the story in The Hobbit, he also put a little preface in there in New Editions that basically kind of goes over, you know, why it changed, and, and it actually talks about some of the troubling aspects of that that, and the funny thing is he published this before the new version of The Hobbit came out before The Lord of the Rings. It, it was actually before The Lord of the Rings was for sure going to be published because the, his publishers at the time were kind of hesitant to publish something as long as Lord of the Rings. So he has to put in this preface to the new editions of The Hobbit that say this is the real story, and the fact that he kind of came up with these really not-so-nice lies about the situation is troubling, and it points to the more serious character of the ring, but that doesn't have any effect on this story. It has an effect on another story, which hasn't been published yet, and he's actually talking about Lord of the Ring. So imagine being a reader of The Hobbit at that time, and you picked up this new copy, and you're like, what is he talking about? And now, you know, you're, you're waiting with anticipation for a new story about hobbits, which people were hoping for, but if you picked up this new edition of The Hobbit, imagine the the mind strain and the suspense you'd be under. So anyway, that's kind of how he works out the change, but now I want to talk about how he makes it fit as a retcon without it turning into a, wait, you just cheated. So let's get to that. So part of the way that he avoids the retcon being a totally weird, you know, just that-doesn't-fit type narrative is, of course, based in how he changes the story itself. He changes it based on the fact that the ring does have this malevolent influence and, you know, Bilbo is already being somewhat influenced by it, even though he's never really totally corrupted by it. And he uses that as a springboard for Gandalf, who then in The Lord of the Rings, the books, tells Frodo, you know, a lot of the story that Bilbo told was to kind of hide certain aspects of how he came about the, you know, possessing the ring and all this other stuff, he wanted to make his claim to it more sure than it already was. Basically the idea that if he just found it and then kind of tricked Gollum and, you know, it makes his claim to the ring look a little more fuzzy, but because of the nature of the ring and how he definitely does not want to give it up, he wants to make it seem like his claim to it is really, really solid. And so it was something that Gollum promised to give him anyway. And so it was, You know he had every right to it and he just used the fact that Gollum didn't have it to get out and so that's part of the deal is how Gandalf you know Tolkien through Gandalf explains how Bilbo made up this alternate story that wasn't really true in order to you know put everybody at ease in terms of nobody would nobody would claim that he somehow wronged Gollum or acquired the ring through nefarious means or something like that. And Gandalf points out that, you know, he had a claim to the ring anyway, and, I mean, he was going to get killed, so he had every right to do what he did. So the the real thing going on here is the ring is kind of working on his mind, and he's doing things that an honest person wouldn't really do. So basically the idea of the retcon here is when... Bilbo publishes his memoirs, he lies about this one chapter, Riddles in the Dark, for the purposes of making his claim to the ring, you know, absolutely solid, which he didn't even tell anybody about the ring during the story, he just wrote about it later at the point that he was, you know, willing for the the true story as far as Bilbo would have had others believe come out. Gandalf, of course, suspects there's something fishy about this because he knows a little something about magic rings, and he exerts a lot of pressure on Bilbo to give him the true story, and when he gets the true story, that's what sets him to really worrying about where this ring came from, which one it is, you know, and that leads him to go and find Gollum and find out from Gollum what he knows and that sort of thing. But anyway, the main idea here is Tolkien had to rework a lot of material and make it so that it all fit together without... Totally undermining the fact that he had written an earlier edition of The Hobbit, and the way he does that is he—he he literally just comes out and says this main character in The Hobbit lied about this one chapter, and but he comes up with really good explanation for why he would lie. It makes you know, it makes a pretty good amount of sense given the story that we then get in The Lord of the Rings, and so even though it's a little bit you know, awkward for somebody who read the original story and then comes and reads the second story to somebody who comes along later, like just about all of us, who haven't read, you know, an old, old, old edition of The Hobbit with the original story in it, you, you know, for, for us, it doesn't seem that awkward. The one awkward bit in it is the fact that in The Lord of the Rings... You get all these hints and references to the original story which you don't necessarily know except to the extent that the Lord of Rings explains it to you but you get these references to the story that we don't actually know from our editions of the Hobbit and so there's actually a letter that Tolkien wrote to the publishers after the publishers decided to put the new version of chapter 5 into the Hobbit and he basically says well I didn't expect that to get published guys in fact, the the way that The Lord of the Rings is written is kind of dependent in some sense on the first version of the story, and this new version is really just a way of, you know, kind of explaining what the real story was for purposes of reading Lord of the Rings and why all this stuff happens as it does. So it's interesting because the retcon is actually marvelously well done, but then the fact that they put the retcon in The Hobbit actually makes The Lord of the Rings a little bit He had to rework The Lord of the Rings a little bit to to make it so that if you didn't know the original Hobbit, you still know something of the real story going on. So without having to go back and find an old, old copy of The Hobbit to read. So, And there's, you know, even, even to that extent, there's still a little bit of The Hobbit, I mean The Lord of the Rings, where if you just read it and the newer versions of The Hobbit, you wouldn't quite know... And you you don't. I mean, you don't know the original version of how The Hobbit happened. You just know that Gollum offered it as a present and, you know, a couple of other little details. You don't know how the original story was told. So that's the one hitch in in Tolkien's retcon. But other than that, he pulled it off really well, better than most comic book retcons, more than likely. Uh, So it's a really interesting dynamic. I guess, going on because you get an old version of a story that, because of its sequel, has to change, and Tolkien does one of the earliest known retcons in history, and I mean, there might be more comic book retcons that are earlier than that, but most of us don't even know that a retcon happened in the Lord of the Rings universe, and yet there it is. So, anyway, that's what this video is about, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to learn more about Tolkien and the various different things about his imagined worlds, or other things unrelated to his imagined worlds, his other works, uh, please like, share, and subscribe. If you don't want to subscribe on YouTube, you can also find me on Twitter at jrrtlore. And until next time, I'm the Tolkien Geek signing out for the Tolkien Lore Channel. Namaste.